Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today we don't have any guests, but we have lots of fun little topics topics to go over. There are a lot of things to talk about, and uh, those of you listening all over the country and the Armed Forces Radio Network as well, I think you'll enjoy the show today because we're going to bounce all over the globe. You know, we're going to talk about the NBA and about golf and about uh, maybe even a little hockey and ice, ice skating. Ice skating. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do a little bit of everything. Maybe some baseball. A little baseball. Yeah, yeah. And the NBA. NBA. Got to All-star game. Got to cover a little football, of course. NFL, Super Bowl, yeah. Yep, next week is the uh, uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I can't believe this is the 52nd Super Bowl. Isn't that amazing? Did you get an invite to Lee Steinberg's party? You know, I actually went to one of those parties when I was in L.A. years ago uh, covering a Super Bowl between Dallas and um, the Buffalo Bills, and it was a lot of fun. It was on a Hollywood lot. And it was huge, and it was you know it was just great. The food was great, but more importantly, it was just fun seeing all these characters and celebrities. Say huge again. You sound like Trump. Huge. <laughs> it's huge. huge. Yeah. It's huge. Actually, I got an invite uh, just recently, uh, but it's in Minnesota, and I'm thinking, I don't want to be in Minnesota in in the, win- in the winter wonderland of yeah. Minnesota. Now, next never, next year, Atlanta. Yeah. That'll be fun. Both times I've been to Minneapolis, it's been in the wintertime, in the dead of winter. Once for a hockey tournament when the University of Denver was playing the University of Minnesota, coached by Herb Brooks, who later oh, yeah. coached the sure. U.S. Miracle on Ice team. He was with the University of Minnesota. And the other time was for an NBA All-Star game back in 1994. And uh, did Bud Grant let you wear gloves? <laughs> Bud Grant is still alive. <laughs> I know. I couldn't He's believe a I tough saw my, dude. You know what? I did see them. see him like uh, in uh, – they, they showed like a week before, and he's uh, you know kind of hobbling because yeah. he's an old man, right? It's like 20 degrees, and he's got no – Long sleeves, a yeah. hat, or anything. No, yeah, those that don't know who Bud Grant was, Bud Grant coached the Minnesota Vikings to four Super Bowls in the 1970s. And lost them all. Lost oh, them all, yeah. Okay, and today's trivia theme is football. So this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by Bay Area real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. How's that kitchen remodel coming along? Uh, I haven't found a reliable contractor and have no idea where to start. What about HomeAdvisor? Uh, home what? Home Advisor. They match you to pre-screened and top-rated pros for any kind of home project. You can even check pricing and book appointments online. What's the catch? No catch. Home Advisor is completely free to use. Really? I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Two-for-one specials? Unbeatable waterfront deals? Alcatraz Cruises is inviting the Bay Area to Alcatraz Island or The Rock this season with exciting new offers. For the first time ever on select Tuesdays and Wednesdays in January and February, residents of the nine Bay Area counties can purchase two-for-one Alcatraz Island tickets. An amazing value. Now you can put friends and family behind bars for free. Discover more at AlcatrazCruises.com slash BOGO. And until the end of February, anyone can enjoy SF Winter on the Waterfront specials. Enjoy a bartable trip downtown. Then climb aboard a free motorized cable car and ride along San Francisco's historic waterfront. Let our cable car take you to attractions and restaurants for delicious meals and amazing deals. Make a night of it and stay at the city's trendiest hotel. Don't wait. Visit sfwinteronthewaterfront.com to plan your trip. That's sfwinteronthewaterfront.com. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 $100 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So, Bruce, first thing I want to talk about, this isn't too big a deal, but... Okay, so um, last week, uh, Patriots Gronkowski out for, with a concussion. Right. right? Uh, so the safety, uh, Church, he says, the Jag safety, he, he, I thought he was pretty accurate with this. He says, you know, if, if you hit low with the knees, right. you're considered a dirty player. Because you, you, you can seriously injure somebody. Exactly. And if you go too high, which he did, um, you, you, get, you get a flag. Right. Um, he... It looked like he did try to lean with his shoulder, but mm. Gronkowski, the way he kind of turned his head to try to avoid, I think, the other right. defender, um, the helmet's hit. Right. And so, you know, he gets a flag for that, which, I don't know. Just, well, this has been a problem seem... for several years, and the reason it has been a problem is that, as you know, what is it called, CTE? Yeah. Uh, 
is it's always been there. People who play football for 10, 12, 15 years, you know, are affected by these concussions. The problem is the game is inherently violent. The game depends on, you know, defenders have to hit people. I don't care. Example, Minnesota and New Orleans, that game yeah. a couple of weeks ago where oh, the miracle yeah. catch was made. Yeah. If you watch the safety who could have yeah. hit the receiver as the ball was yep. going up, he kind of ducked and moved away because he didn't want to get called for a penalty. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're tying the hands of the defense. And uh, our good friend George Atkinson, who was mm-hmm. a hitman with the, with the uh, Raiders, a great defensive back back in the 1970s, says that they've taken, taken the game away from defenses. And yeah. I agree. The problem with football is it's, it's a violent game. You know, the whole purpose is get the quarterback, knock him out of the game. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's like porcelain china. So to, to try to get these guys to to play, you know, by the rules. I mean, you're tackling somebody. Yeah, if you tackle them low, you know, you're considered a dirty player. If you tackle them high, you know, it's a penalty. I, I, there's no there's no solution to it. I know sometimes you, you, there are fumbles that probably could have happened, but because of the way they got tackled, they're purposely, like, trying to avoid, you know, the, these penalties. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you take away stuff like spearing. Yeah. And, you know, in the old days, uh, I guess Jack Tatum used to oh, you know, kind God. of going, going hard with yeah, his yeah, the, the, You mentioned Jack Tatum. The hit he put on Sammy White in the 19—and I was at this game in the 1977 Super Bowl at Pasadena. Knocked Sammy White's helmet this way. The chin strap went that way. White held onto the ball. It was like a short pass. Mm-hmm. And Sammy White was a defense or a uh, running back with the, with the Minnesota Vikings. And everybody went, oh, uh, you know, today that would have been a 15-yard penalty and he would have been kicked out of the game. Yeah. But that was a different era. He also hit Daryl Stingley, a wide receiver yeah. with the New England Patriots, in the back. And he broke the guy's back and the guy was a, a paraplegic yeah. for the rest of his life. That was in an exhibition game. In 1978, yeah, and that's just the way the game was played. It's 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 like boxing. You know, you get into the boxing ring, it's not for sissies. I'm sorry, and I, as much as I don't like the violence in football, how do you take the violence or limit it out of the game? You don't. You can't. That's not the way it's played. I wonder if they could come up with even better, you know, helmets and shoulder pads. And that just doesn't all make stuff. any difference. It's it's a, and a concussion has nothing to do with. Your your no, it's the jarring back. It's and the forth, jarring right? back and forth. The, the the brain sits in a in a uh, a little like a water uh, sack in a water yeah. sack, and it moves back and forth. I don't. Have you ever had a concussion? Yeah, I've yeah. had two of them, and it's uh, both of them. Actually, I one time I got thrown into a reef boogie boarding. The other time I was in an auto accident, and mm. uh, it's nasty, you know. And football I'm players, seeing, I'm still seeing stars. <laughs> <laughs> still seeing stars. Well, that's you know, on a gray day, it's kind of nice to see stars. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Get that bell to stop ringing. Yeah, though. exactly. Though, yeah. All right. So anyway, I just I, it just it was a little frustrating to see because I, I looked at the yeah. replays and I thought, gosh, you know, it's not like he went in helmet to helmet. Yeah. And, and it really seemed like it was because of Gronkowski turning in. Yeah. Well. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, this kind of thing happens all the time. Again, it gets uh, you know made up into a bigger deal because it's a playoff game and Gronkowski has had a few concussions already. Maybe it'll get to be where it's so violent they'll just flip a coin to see who wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate to say it. Football had peaked a couple years ago. I think it's on the downward slide. Uh, a lot of people aren't letting their kids play the game anymore. Now they just had – I just saw uh, an article uh, a couple days ago how there's legislation – I mean, not legislation, but there are a bunch of places in a, in a state or yeah. an association where – they are saying, we don't want our kids playing tackle football before the age of 12. Yeah, I was just reading yeah. that, too. Yeah. So Which, um, that makes sense. It, but it, it does, but it's funny because, you know, eight-year-olds, 
how hard can they even tackle? Yeah, Except for, yeah, I mean, like, gosh, I remember I we used to play without helmets and we used to play tackle. Oh, yeah. We almost played tackle football on cement sometimes. Oh, we played, know? yeah, we played tackle football until we were 18 years old. And I remember, I think I told you this story. I got, got cut in half. I'm like 5'10, 140 pounds, catching a ball in the open field. And one of our, one of the guys on the other team was a, an all county linebacker with the high school team. And he was only a sophomore, so he hadn't reached his peak yet. But he was 175, 180 pounds. And like Back a, then, yeah. Yeah, tough kid. And he just cut me in half. And I'm lying on the ground, and I, tears were coming to my eyes. It hurt so much. And he's standing over me, and he goes, what's the matter? I hardly touched you. And he, he really hadn't hit me that hard. Well, he just hit me in the right spot. Yeah. Just but hit you, me. But you also that. didn't have any, any pads. No, no pads. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, after that, that was kind of a wake-up call. Yeah, and I got my revenge. I got to hit him once in the open field, but it hit, he he just laughed. He yeah, because <laughs> I mean, my hit wasn't anything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think about the uh, new uh, NBA All Star uh, format? I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an exhibition game. All these All Star games are is an opportunity for the fans to see the greatest players in their respective sports. And I think it's kind of fun for the players to choose teams. And Yeah, that's, I think it's fun, too. Well, yeah, yeah, and also right now there's a disparity between the Eastern and the Western Conference. The powers are in the West. You know, yeah. Boston is very good. Cleveland is good. Cleveland's having a lot of problems. Toronto is much better than we yeah. than they but get credit they still for. Have the Warriors in Houston, Warriors, Houston, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know the Clippers, as bad as they are, are very talented. And the uh, the Lakers, Lakers are yeah. coming on. Um, you know, and there are a number of other teams that are that are Minnesota. We saw them the other yeah. night. Uh, that's a great young team. Yeah. I mean that team's going to be uh, finally it's going to be very good. Back east though, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, um, I but I think I think it's a great idea. The, the thing that I think is kind of unfortunate is. The first time they did this, they didn't have it on television, so the fans didn't get a chance to see it. And as Steph Curry was talking about the other night, he says, "Ah, we probably should have televised it. You know, uh, would have been more fun." But wait, wait, I didn't. Hear, when did they? Well, they didn't televise it live. I mean, it was kind of a weird uh, setup. Oh. They had Curry and LeBron drafting the yeah. players, and I don't. Oh, so I, that, the, the whole you're talking about yeah, the whole process it, yeah. took about half an hour. And I don't know how they set it up. It was conference calls. That would have been kind of fun to see. Yeah, yeah, they could have done that. But the thing was that you know it's new and the league was a little felt a little awkward about it. So oh, just in case it didn't come off right. Yeah. And all that. but it's kind of fun. Kevin Durant's going to get to play with LeBron's yeah. team, and Steph Curry will have Draymond Green and and uh, Clay Thompson, and of course he'll have James Harden. Yeah, and he'll. But that's have... the thing. It says he have to pick his own play. I mean, I, it's I know well, it's insane. And but yeah, do you, do you get kind of ribbed if you don't? Or is no, I think I, they're having a good time. It's all fun you know the real the real serious stuff is regular season and postseason yeah well regular season you just get yourself in a position to be in a good spot for the postseason and i'm trying to remember like in uh, in baseball they say you know the winner gets home field and not anymore winner. that's not anymore okay that's yeah because that, that's such that a was silly bud silly thing that's such a it's like what are the odds of, of you know one specific yeah. team getting you know so that was but, bud Selig came up with that idea and i i'm not a big i I mean, well, I'm so, not a big fan of Bud Selig, you yeah. know. I, and he's a nice guy, not a bad so owner. So, what does a winner get with the NBA? Just like a little bit more money? Or I don't, is there I don't think it's. I don't think they get anything. I yeah. mean, I, they they get if you make the All Star team. I don't even know what you, you know if it's in your contract. If you get a little bonus, I don't know. To be honest with you, that's a good they, question. They usually, usually, they have that kind of incentive. Yeah, they clause. probably give some something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, these guys are making so much money right now. Yeah. Does it really matter? Well, that, that's when it's you all get all your friends to vote you in or something. I mean, you know what? The, you know what the average ridiculous. NBA player makes nowadays? Five hundred thousand, right? No, average. 
average NBA and oh, Major League Baseball. Minimum. I'm thinking the minimum. Oh, yeah, minimum. minimum. Okay. Yeah. I'm going I'm to say the average makes about five or six million a year, and that's true in baseball too. And hockey, it's a little less. Football, though, the average. Not quite, I don't think it's quite a million here. I think it's well, about, you got a lot more players in there too. Yeah. And, All right. Let's get to a commercial yeah, yeah. break here. Yes. We're talking football. Yes. In Super Bowl XXXI, let's see, that'd be thirty-one, right? Right. Which defensive lineman set a record for sacking Drew Bledsoe three times in the game? Mm. That's our question. Okay. Email Edward at sportsecon101.com. We'll see if you know the answer to this question. In Super Bowl 31, which defensive lineman set a record for sacking Drew Bledsoe three times in one game? All right, that's our question. In fact, didn't Drew Bledsoe kind of end the uh, – as soon as he ended, Tom Brady's Well, yeah, he that's was the regular quarterback. Yeah. The only reason that Tom Brady got a chance to play was he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. 2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So here's our first trivia question about football. Uh, let's see. Are we talking all? Are these all Super Bowl? Yeah, they are all Super Bowl questions. Uh, since Super Bowl is uh, coming up here, Super Bowl 31. Which defensive lineman set a record for sacking Drew Bledsoe three times in the game? Uh, the only guy I can think of with the Packers. And I know it might have been somebody else, but I remember the late, great Reggie White who played with Philadelphia and then later Green Bay. I believe he was the guy. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he so guy. sad about Reggie White. He had, I think he had sleep apnea and died in his sleep. That's of course, that's the best way to go, but, uh, but I don't still, know like, about that. I don't. <laughs> wouldn't you want to die in your sleep? If you're going to die, uh, wouldn't you want to be in yeah, your sleep? I guess, but I mean, if you're having a dream in your sleep and you're dying in your dream, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, he was only, I think, 38 years old. Was that all? Yeah, 38 or 39. He yeah, was just only a few out, years out of maybe, retirement, maybe, right? maybe he was in his early 40s. He'd only been out of football for a couple of years. And who knows? Maybe all the hits had something to do with it. But it, from yeah. what I understand, it was sleep apnea that killed him. He didn't have the, the apparatus. I wonder why he didn't have it if he was Well, because bad. in those yeah. days, very few people did. One of the oh, reasons yeah. that the sleep apnea device came into uh, popularity was because of what happened to Reggie White. It was such a notorious case. So basically, I guess he just couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah. and what happens? My my father uh, in law, I should say, has uh, sleep apnea, and he has to be hooked up to a device every night. Otherwise, he he would die. Not necessarily every night he would die, <laughs> but I'm just saying he he's he's a big guy. It's usually uh, bigger people uh, for some reason oh, yeah. have this problem, and yeah. I'm not sure exactly why. I'm not a doctor. Because well, so probably the, lung, the lungs with the. Um you know, well, it's something to do with the, with the sinuses. the sinuses and the the the, the um, your throat and I don't know. You know. Sorry, I'm sorry. You know, when, uh, <laughs> I'm making fun of no, uh, no. of your of your father-in-law with that with yeah. that joke, but it just reminds me when you, you know you hear. Um, yeah, every uh, ten seconds, uh, a guy gets hit uh, by a car in uh, in New York City. Well, Man, that guy, he's got to be more careful. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, I want to move on to, uh, you just recently saw a sports movie. Yeah, there are a lot of good sports movies out there, and there have been over the years. One of my favorites is Hoosiers uh, with Gene Hackman. You know, it's and, funny, and I saw that. I just It's wonderful. But, you know, it's 30 years ago, so yeah. it's, a, it's a different era. It was made at a different time, but it, it talks about, it, it depicts kind of loosely what happened in 1952 mm-hmm. with this small high school, Hickory High School, which is in rural Indiana, and how they won the state championship, which was a great story. You know, a, a, a little-known high school, which wasn't even supposed to be very good in their own league. They not only win the league, but they win. They get hot in the playoffs, and they win it all. And Gene Hackman, of course, yeah. is the coach, and Dennis Hopper is the assistant, and you got this cast of unknown. Anyway, that was a great film. This new movie that came out recently about Tonya Harding, I, Tonya, saw it the other night, and man, you know, I knew a lot about Tonya Harding because I was working at – KNBR, the all-sports station in San Francisco in the 90s, 
and I remember that story vividly. It, it was a major story. It really started the whole era of tabloid journalism in sports mm. because it yeah. was it, there were so many little interesting sidelines to it. But for first, give us the. I mean, I know basically the story, but we may have a lot of uh, younger listeners yeah. who don't know anything about this. Well, Tanya Harding was a figure skater, and she was trying out for the Olympics. She'd won all sorts of tournaments. She was from Portland, Oregon, but she was a poor kid. Not poor, but you know. I mean, I'm not dirt poor, but I mean, she was from a broken home, raised by a single mom, and didn't have the advantages a lot of these figure skaters had. And her mom was horrible to her. Her mom was physically and emotionally abusive towards her. Um, then she had a boyfriend who lashed out and used to beat her up. Of course, she'd get her shots in too once in a while. And Jeff Gulley, Gulley, I think his name was. Anyway, um, she's trying for she's taking part in in a uh, an event which would qualify her for the Olympics. And Nancy Kerrigan is her chief rival, and they were apparently kind of friendly. Friendly, and Jeff Gulley felt like, oh, you know, if we could just get Nancy or uh, Nancy Kerrigan out of the competition, you know, it would pave the way for Tonya. And he had this crazy friend. He's telling this to. And the friend goes out and hires these two guys, these two nutty guys, to sneak into Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, uh, whack Nancy Kerrigan on the knee with, like, I think it was a tire jack, and disable her, and then run away. And, of course, they got caught. The whole thing unraveled. Jeff Galuli, you know, didn't realize this was – he didn't realize he set the whole thing in motion. And Tonya Harding apparently didn't know about it, or if she did, she turned a blind eye to it. So even though she got to take part in the Olympics, there was a cloud of suspicion over her. Then she had a problem with her skates while she was on the ice. In any case, I mean, she was kind of a tragic figure. And yet the good news is that now she's in her mid-40s leading a normal life, Uh, got married, has a kid uh, who's probably about seven or eight years old now, and seems to be fairly happy. Uh, but she, she didn't marry the... Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, they had a, she had to have a restraining order against this guy because he kept beating her up. And, you know, it, it's kind of like the life she knew. If you've been abused physically and emotionally and mentally, as she was by her mom, who was played by in the movie by Allison Janney, who should get a Best Supporting Actress Award, a tremendous performance, but just heartbreaking to see this woman. And, you know, Tonya Harding's not a... Edward, she's not a sympathetic character in the sense that she's likable. She's not likable. She's chain-smoking. She uses profanities. She's kind of rough around the edges. But you can understand why she is the way she is or was, considering her background. And thank goodness for her, you know, she got herself straightened out and is living a normal life now and has a kid and a happy marriage, uh, you know, 20-some-odd years later. So it's a good movie to check out. I, Tonya, can't remember the name of the young actress who plays her. She's very good. But uh, Allison Janney, who plays the mom, who's just a... despicable, deplorable human being <laughs> does a great job playing the mom. I mean, she is tremendous. Well, if you hate her that much, she must have really done she a good was, job. Well, Allison Jan is a good actress. I don't know if a lot of our listeners know who she is, but you'd recognize her if you saw her. She's been in a lot of television and radio, or uh, movies. Movies. Yeah. Uh, who, who plays Nancy Kerrigan? Uh, again, I don't know. They're, the actors and actresses that played all the other roles are not really well-known. They're okay. not. They're, Did they do a good job, though. Oh yeah, no, they're terrific. But I just, they're not household names at all. I guess you, I, unless you have a stunt double, you have to have someone who knows how to skate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they did that. I, I don't know because it looked like she was out there doing it. But again, in this day and age with technology, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, because it's interesting. I remember uh, different movies like the the remake of uh, Longest Yard with Adam Sandler playing oh. uh, Burt Reynolds' position. Yeah, yeah. and uh, apparently he had. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was Brett Favre or somebody who 
uh, basically kind of worked with him mm. and said, you know what? Yeah, actually, he's got a pretty good arm, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and it shows in the movie. Wow. You know, and so I wonder if some of these other guys, uh, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, The Natural uh, with Robert Redford oh, yeah. uh, being a pitcher. The, and, Robert Redford was actually a pretty good a pretty good athlete who worked really hard. I guess there was a guy named Joe Charbonneau. Um, who some people would remember if you're older, who had a sort of a short career in the major leagues but was really uh, a big name for a couple of years. Um, he worked real closely with Robert Redford on perfecting his swing and working on catching the ball and throwing the ball. And Robert Redford had played a little baseball, yeah. so he knew the basics, but it really helped. It really showed in the movie. Huh. Yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, didn't Babe Ruth play Babe Ruth in the Babe Ruth story? Yeah, he did. So he who did. trained him? Who <laughs> taught him how to play? Well, he was amazing. You know, you think about Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth grew up in a home for wayward boys. His parents yeah. couldn't handle him, and they put him in this home when he was like nine or ten years old. And he spent from nine to eighteen in this in this uh, like boys. Boy, yeah, it was boys like a reformatory. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a uh, there was a guy in there, a, a father, mm-hmm. um, a, a priest, yeah. who well, it wasn't a priest, but what what are they? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Who worked with him? Big guy um, uh, who worked with him and tra- helped to, to refine his talents and. Um, he forevermore was grateful after that. Uh, of course, Babe, another sad story. Babe Ruth died when he was 52 or 53 of throat yeah. cancer. He lived a fast life, though. Yeah. He, you know, he smoked, he drank, he whored, he <laughs> he did everything the way he wanted it. He was like a big kid out of control, but he was likable, and he was great for the game, and he saved baseball. Baseball was on the brink of after the Black 19, Sox 19, scandal, yeah. 1919 scandal, yeah. because yeah, he started off in 1914 with the Boston Reds. He, actually was he, was tra- a, he was actually with the Baltimore Orioles. Right. Um, but but he started off as a pitcher. Bo- as he was pitcher, one of yeah. the best pitchers in baseball, yeah. but he also could hit. And Boston had this tremendous team in the 19 teens from 1910 to 1920. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they won six or seven pennants. Yeah. But um, they had an owner named Harry Frizee who was also a Broadway producer, and he had a, a oh, play yeah. called No, No, Nanette, yeah. <laughs> and he wanted to put all of his money into that. So what he did was he kept selling off all his good players, and the Yankees got most of them. And that's how the Yankees dynasty started in the 1920s, mostly from the players they got from the Red Sox, and one of them was Babe Ruth. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, that's why Boston still resents yeah. <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah, you, it's yeah. like, he imagine you're, you're a player, and it's like, uh, you got sold because some guy wants to uh, put on a, 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 a Zigfield Folly show. <laughs> well, and, and again, that's the simple story behind it. That It's not all that, but, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, it's it's amazing how, you know, things change dramatically because of some little – we were talking this, about this earlier, the tuck rule. Yeah. You know, if, if that play is called correctly uh, and it's the Raiders' ball – in in 2001 in the playoffs against New England, and they win that game, and Tom Brady doesn't take his team to the Super Bowl that year. Do the Patriots go on on that on this great run? I'm, well, I probably th- the next year. Yeah, yeah possibly. I mean, they didn't actually they didn't go to the Super Bowl the next year. The next no, but year I mean, was, you know, but the the thing is that I don't think that one play suddenly. No, but what it did was it gave it. Brady a chance to play in the conference title game and the Super Bowl, and you, and a young quarterback who has that. It's kind of like Joe Montana. The, oh, the, yeah. the catch game. I mean, if they yeah. don't win that catch game in 1981, the first year, do they go to all the Super Bowls they went to in the 1980s? You, oh. you, you have a young quarterback in a big situation getting a big opportunity. That raises your confidence level immensely. Well, it's like uh, Garoppolo is going to be, uh, you know, you got to think he's going to be starting next year. As long as they keep him upright and healthy, yeah. you know, he, he should be okay. But, boy, that's always a big if. All right, here's our second trivia question. In the first 40 Super Bowls, only one player 
installed rockets in his shoes. Uh, uh-huh. Or no, not only one. It says that one player installed rockets in his shoes and was the only running back to rush for over 200 yards in the big game. Which rookie was this? What year was this again? Uh, do I have to give it to you? Well, just give me an approximate time. Uh, it's in, in the 1980s. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, first 40 Super Bowls, only one running back rushed for over 200 yards. Uh, in the first 40 Super Bowls, we're talking. Okay? Okay. Which rookie was this? All right. Now, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Looking for ways to save with your Medicare plan? Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many of the nation's plans, which could mean lower copays for you. So bring your prescriptions to a Walgreens pharmacy today to start saving. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Walgreens participates as a preferred network pharmacy with Cigna HealthSpring, Humana, and Florida Blue. Walgreens participates with other plans. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for details. Love Daily Fantasy but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV compete against other sports fans and if you're right win real cash and get to talk trash winview games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation and it's super easy to play during the game props are sent straight to your phone you can compete in tournament style contests that are available every quarter winview also has a twelve thousand five hundred dollar jackpot during the nfl playoffs called the perfect game it's a winner take all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter so put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com slash predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com slash predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. Winview Games. When the game is on, it's on. The new year is here, and it's time to honor those resolutions to look your best. Dr. Edward Domanskis brings decades of experience as a plastic surgeon to help you where you need it most. Abdominal etching, gynecomastia, calf implants, facial surgery, hair restoration, and more. You can see the incredible results at lookbestforless.com. Serving clients in California, Florida, Europe, and the Caribbean, Dr. Domanskis has appeared on Good Morning America and worked with multiple Olympic teams and the U.S. Army, and he can help you. Go to lookbestforless.com. That's lookbestforless.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. In the first 40 Super Bowls, 
one player installed rockets in his shoes. That's just kind of a phrase. And was the only running back to rush for over 200 yards in the big game. Which rookie was this? Yeah, I remember Rocket Ishmael, but it's not no, him. No, because he was a kick returner, and I don't think he was a running back. Hmm. God, I'm just drawing a blank on okay, this Okay, 1987. One. Well, that would have been Washington beating the Denver Correct. Broncos. So it would have been Ricky Williams? No. No? Uh, not Ricky Williams. No, no. He, he came afterward, I think. Oh, God. I remember Doug Williams was MVP of that Super Bowl. Yeah. Who was And the... it's funny because I, I was thinking John Riggins, but then it's like, no, no he didn't. John Riggins two... was in the 82. 82. And Interesting thing about that was Doug Williams, for those that don't know this, was the first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. nineteen eighty yeah. After the 87. And it's interesting season. because Denver came out like a house on fire in the beginning of that game. Yeah, Denver. First... That was John Elway's, yeah. uh, I think that was his Sec- First or second Super Bowl? Second, because he lost to. Um, uh, the, oh, wait, wait, no, wait, you're right. He wait, lost to the Giants the year before. Uh, uh, lost no, lost I mean, to Washington. Yeah, and, and then, then the 49ers, 49ers clobbered him in '89, yeah. and he didn't, he didn't win another right. one, or he didn't win one until the late '90s. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Timmy Smith. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Timmy Smith. And, and he, he didn't have. Uh, well, he didn't do much before or after, but boy, he had his moment in the sun. It's kind of like in a World Series. You see some guys. That have just an amazing World Series, but you know, average players, but they just get well, hot. But, the right but it's funny. I think about our our own homegrown <laughs> buddy Bianca Yeah, all in right. The, he had his big eight, moment in the World Series in 1985 with Kansas City. Kansas City, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shortstop played uh, errorless baseball and then had hit a major triple. Yeah, you know, and it did, he he batted. Such a uh, good guy. We got to get him on the show again. Again, yeah, we've had him on once before. He's yeah, yeah. moved. He's uh, in Arizona now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his his whole thing was uh, you know about. Very similar to our friend Paul Kingsman with you know focus. Yeah, uh, and just that's get, hard just for get, people get today. Get the distraction out of the way and how the game slows down. Mindfulness. You have to have that as as an athlete. I think that's one thing that I wish fans would pay more attention to is why are these guys so good? It's because they're focused and, and they can concentrate on what they're doing. Well, and and uh, Paul, uh, the Olympic swimmer for the country of New Zealand, right. friend of ours. Um, he told me Paul Kingsman. Paul talking. Kingsman. Yeah. yeah, he told me that um, he said, you know, when you get to that elite level, he says almost everybody is the same physically. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, now, guys like Michael Phelps, if he has like really extra big feet, stuff like that, you know, yeah, he's really a help. little bit of a freak. Of he's nature. a little freak. Yeah. yeah. But he says almost everybody. It's all in the head. Oh yeah, you know? no it's question. It's no. And in, in a football is that way. I mean, that's why because there's so few games that one, especially on the college level, it's such an emotional in high school. I love watching high school and college football for the very reason that, you know, the best games sometimes, they're like four scores in the last two minutes of the play. I remember uh, doing a high school football game not long ago for uh, an internet company between two Bay Area schools, and there were four touchdowns in the last two minutes. I mean, there there was a kick return, there was an interception return, there was a long pass, and it was just amazing. And there were (laughs) 6,000 fans there going nuts. You know, one sideline would be, oh, my God. And then they were up and excited. Yeah, it was was crazy. Love it, love it. Okay, so I, 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 kind of an interesting story here. Yeah. Um, there, there was a golfer, right. and he's the uh, the golfer. What's the golfer's a, name? There's uh, a PGA tour yeah, guy, uh, Reen Gibson. Okay, I uh, don't know his caddy's name, but it was kind of all over Yahoo Sports about the fact that um, the caddy picked up the ball. Mm. Um, there was a one-stroke penalty, and then you see Gibson throwing his hat right in the chest. Uh, like in, in disgust because he gets this one stroke at the caddy penalty or at the caddy. Yeah. 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 He and gets a stroke, one stroke penalty because the, 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 the caddy picked up the ball. And why did the caddy pick up the okay, ball? Okay. So here's the situation is the caddy explains it in a video. 
uh, Gibson hits the ball, and the ball lands between two rocks. It takes takes a while to even find the ball. Okay. Uh, one of the actual that's never happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a scratch golfer. Yeah, mine always ends up say, in the rough, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I scratch my yeah. head and I go, "Where'd that one go?" <laughs> okay. So, ball lands between a couple of rocks, and the caddy wasn't actually the one who even found it. It was it was one of the uh, tour uh, judges, right? Whatever you call them. Okay. Referees, and they go, "Oh, here it is." Yeah. Okay. So it's lying between two rocks. It's unplayable. Right? right, Gibson comes over and kind of like is all upset because of two, and then and he kind of like walks away, like right. he's going to hit another ball anyway. Yeah, the so it's kind of like it's obvious this ball is not going to get right. Done. Okay, so apparently the caddy then picks up the ball, so the the the, the referee's right there too, right. right? But because he didn't get like a specific. Like permission, ha- permission from right. Gibson to say, "I am not going to hit this ball. Yeah. Go ahead and pick yeah. it up." Gibson's hit with one-stroke penalty, and the, the the difference in this case was he went from being tied for second to getting down to third place. Cost him twelve thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. So the caddy ends up um, with he and his friend look up the rules, and it looks like the caddy followed the rules. Almost explicitly, you're allowed to pick up the ball. You're allowed to pick up the ball when it's when it, obviously when it's, it's, it's dead. It's dead, yeah. but yeah, so no one's going to hit it, right? Right. Um, and so, I, I'm wondering this. Like, my question is: once, let's say, the rule comes out, like this is the rule. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that could or should be done because Gibson is unfairly punished? Well, it's kind of like the Tuck rule or the Franco Harris immaculate deception. Well, is but, the no, but the immaculate reception, saying, though, there was a question whether right, or not there was. There right? was. Here, and Raiders, here, Raiders like will never agree with rule. you there, but th- no, yeah. I, I agree. You know, problem with with golf, Edward, as you know, you play golf, and I, I love the sport. I'm not a huge follower of it, but I, I do enjoy watching it from time to time. Is that it? it the rules are. It's almost like they're anal. I, mean, I, I, played, I, I, I wouldn't do anything without yeah. asking a referee. Is it okay oh, yeah. for me to hit my ball now? Is it okay for me to put? Yeah. You know, pick up my ball and put a. Uh, well, marker yeah, on, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, you can't do anything. I know. I played with my dad. My dad was a college. Uh, played. Co- that sounds like a, an elitist thing, but he he was the college captain of his team yeah. at Harvard Fair back enough. in 1941. And that was probably pretty. Big back then, I would think. Yeah, actually, his team wasn't very good, but oh, he, really? he had a great he had a great time, um, and he had to be pretty good. And he had the most yeah. beautiful swing. He played till he was well into his late eighties. Mm-hmm. And I used to go play with him, and he was a stickler for the rules. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you have to address the ball. Oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do that. Oh, the ball's off in the rough. You know, you want to take a. Pen. And I just thought, why are you so? We're just having fun out here. Mm-hmm. You know, no, this is the way the game is played. And you know, I think. In golf, it's a gentleman's game, so they really play by the rules. Yeah, you know, well, you know what's so funny? <laughs> gentleman's I mean, I, game, quote I mean, unquote. I like to play by the rules, but <clears throat> it's funny with with regular golf. Yeah. I mean, it's because I'm not playing any tournaments or anything. Sure. It's like okay, I hit the ball, but you know what? Forget it. Just forget that ball. So I'll just hit a new one here, and not worry about the score. Hey, half the time I hit a ball, I never know where it ends up anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm like, where did that ball go? Well, Even but, if I hit it straight and true, I lose track of the, it. You know what? So do I. Yeah. I, even if I hit it straight. Oh, yeah. But um, it's so funny because one of my first dates with my now wife uh, was mini golf. Oh, sweet. Yeah, right. And well, I'm, that's taking, fun. I'm taking it really seriously. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, really yeah. Trying. And she's just kind of goofing around and yeah, she's yeah. like, you know, kind of dragging the ball, sort of like hockey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. And I'm getting, I go, stop doing that. <laughs> I go, we're not playing by the rules. Come on. This is uh, serious mini golf. Yeah, mini golf. Yeah, that's a fun. <laughs> I, you know, I've never, it's a funny thing. I've never, never tried mini golf. I know it's still, really? it's still, no, popular, get out it? of here. No, I never have. Never have. There's one right over at McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. No, I never, never was. You know what was a big sport of mine was when I was a kid and I was really good at it too for about eight, nine years, table tennis. 
Oh yeah, so was really, I. Really, I was really good. I used to play in tournaments, and yeah. yeah, from from the time I was about ten till I was about twenty two, and when I was in my I late teens, yeah, I was, I was good. I played in a, a bunch of t- you know, just tournaments that were for fun. They were not real super yeah. serious, and but you, they were. You didn't play any Chinese people, I bet. I did, did man, you really? Almighty! Those guys were good. The guys I played were good anyway. They were so. Good. I played a guy who actually said, I, "I'm going to sit in this chair and I'm going to still beat you." <laughs> And he did. I, 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 I scored like 10 or 12 points off him, but <laughs> oh, he, he beat did. me. That's oh, yeah, good. yeah. Well, you, could, know, you know, it's funny. It was, I um, could not beat the guy. So I, this building that I own in the Silicon Valley, uh-huh. um, some years back, the, there was a company from Taiwan that wanted to rent it, but they, they took more space than they needed. Mm. And so for um, a good period of time, there was a, a huge area that was unused. And I went to go visit to check on the building, and they had a ping pong table there, mm. right? And I said, "Oh, ping pong!" I go, I, "I like to play ping pong," you know. And I, I was, you know, I mean, I'm not even probably as good as you, but I, I could hold my own, sure, sure, you know, uh, in a recreational situation, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I remember the the uh, president of the company. He just and I'll try to do it in his accent yeah, because. Yeah. Oh, oh, you like ping pong. We play for rent. I say, uh, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a national sport in China. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal over there, you know, mm. and uh, it's a fun sport to play. I mean, it, it's a good workout, too, believe it or not. A lot of people think, oh, no, it's not, because you look at just no, recreational playing in the back in your garage or something. But these, you know, no, they, they're very talented. Very fact, talented. Do, do yeah. You see Forrest Gump? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was never that good. But, I, you know, I was a defensive player. I loved to sit back and lob it yeah. and just and have those guys smash it, and I would yeah, I, I knew I was, how to do that. Yeah, I was very good at I, that. I was not very good at smashing. No. I, I'd keep hitting it off the table. No. I used to, it used to drive me crazy, though, because these two Swedish brothers uh, that were living across the street, my two best friends, one was a year older, one was a year ahead of me, and the one that was a year ahead of me played the the, the power style, and I used to drive him crazy because I'd lob and he'd smash it, and eventually <laughs> he'd hit it out. But his brother was more like me, and he was even better doing what I did, uh-huh. and I could never beat him. Oh. So and yet his and and yet he couldn't beat his older brother. So it was that like was funny. One of us yeah. always had problems with the other ones. But the the three of us used to have this little round robin tournament with one other friend. And we would have in the summertime, you know, if yeah. we were pl- we were playing water polo in their backyard swimming uh, pool. We were playing table tennis, of course, you know, basketball. But I mean, we'd do stuff, and the mom like would be sitting there. Yeah, the mom would be sitting there in the kitchen watching this sometimes yeah. through the window, and you know, she'd she'd she'd. She'd see fight, uh, fist fights, and, <laughs> you know, a lot of foul language being used. Well, and that she'd ping like, pong is a rough sport. Well, you know, it's more in the in the water polo, but we <laughs> we get into it in the ping pong too. You know, yeah. It's, well, uh, it was we used to, what we used to do is have three people, and we'd we'd run around the table and keep the ball alive. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's fun. Kind of, kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. Um, but yeah, you see the uh, you see some of these tournaments. Um, you know these guys they they're back like 20 feet i know it's amazing it, 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 really it is, is amazing incredible. it is amazing and there was a, a balls of fury i think was the name with um christopher walken mm-hmm. uh is a, is a movie about ping pong it's kind of a parody on it but it's uh i think christopher walken what He's a funny. what a character <laughs> you know i remember his first great movie was uh, the one with robert de niro um that was shot it was about vietnam um God, oh you know late 1970s uh and uh, Meryl Streep was in it. What was the name of that movie? They were they were living in this little town in West Pennsylvania. They went off to Vietnam, and yeah, Christopher Walken yeah. becomes kind of catatonic because he sees so much. Uh, and Will, Bill William Savage. Uh, God, I'm drawing Chinatown. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great movie. It won Best Picture of the Year, I think, that year. Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter, yes. I, oh, I got it. That's right. Yeah, that was Christopher Walken's sort of big breakthrough big movie. I think he won Best Supporting Actor for that, for that role. And uh, Meryl Streep, she was just a kid. She yeah. was like in her... 
late 20s. Robert De Niro was in his early 30s. That was a terrific cast. Yeah, great he, movie. Great well, movie. Still stands up. Still stands up. Stands up to the test of time. That was the first really strong anti- post. Anti-war, uh, well, it was five years after the six yeah. years after the war was over, and we just couldn't handle the aftermath of Vietnam. I know. I know. Isn't it amazing how like some of these movies? Like, no, you know what? It's just too soon. It's to, too soon. Yeah. To have uh, and especially the Vietnam War. I mean, yeah. it seemed like World War II because there was victory. Well, also, kinda... and also, you're fighting the Nazis in Imperial yeah. Japan. Here, you're fighting. Who are you fighting? Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember growing up as a kid, I knew a lot of friends of mine who went over, not friends, but acquaintances, because yeah, yeah. mo- most of my friends were smart enough not to, to get in, uh, not to be drafted. They went to college, they got their two, they were student deferment, and they, or they became conscientious objectors. I, there was no way, if yeah. you were smart, that you, and I hate to say it, I, this is going to drive some people crazy, but there's no way if you're smart that you volunteered for that war. Or any any war for well, that matter. Well, yeah, but specifically. Just get, I mean, get your ass you, shot off? For, for what? Yeah. For what? Yeah. You know? well, well, specifically now that you can kind of look back. Yeah, but too. at the time, I remember yeah. at the time, Edward, yeah. if you paid any attention oh, I, oh, to what was I, going I, on. I was a kid, and I still yeah, remember. I, I, still remember you know, yeah. I was 15, 16, 17 years old at the height yeah. of the Vietnam. We lost, yeah. one in one week, we lost 500 men in one week. Do, week. do, you, do you know how many bullets were fired per kill? No. 50,000. Yeah. Well, we dropped we dropped more bombs on Vietnam than were dropped on the in the entire Second World War. And wow. you, you can't beat a country in their own backyard. That's the problem. That, 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 that's what Afghanistan too. Yeah. Well, and look at the British. They tried to take. Oh, yeah. You know, they tried to keep us down in the in this in the. Uh, right. hey, know, they couldn't beat get, the guerrilla warfare tactics. Got to go to a quick break. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which quarterback set a Super Bowl record for throwing five touch, five interceptions mm. in a game? Oh, I remember that. Okay. Oh. Right, I was gnashing my teeth. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. We'll get right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 
Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Uh, this was, this question was an upsetting one for Bruce. Sorry to end the day no, this no, way. No. But it was we, upsetting, though. To, yeah, it was, right. For me, too, as a fan. <clears throat> Which quarterback set a Super Bowl record for throwing five interceptions in a game? That was Rich Gannon of the, yeah. of the Raiders. John Gruden knew exactly what Bill Callahan was going to do because Gruden had been the coach of the Raiders the year before, and Al Davis made the terrible mistake of trading John Gruden after the Tuck game in 2001 to Tampa. Biggest mistake he ever made, and Mark Davis. No, uh, but your Marcus Russell was the biggest mistake. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was true, too. No, actually, Gruden, if you think about it, if Gruden stayed with the Raiders, they would not have gone into the tank uh, as they did. Now, granted, they were built to win now, and they were going to have to re- regroup, but I think Gruden would have teamed up with Al Davis to put together some good teams. Al Davis just became so isolated and so intractable and you know, kept he made more he, mistakes after after getting rid of Gruden, and the team just went into the tank. You know, uh, what was his name? Barrett, the center? Barrett Robbins, Barrett the Roberts? center, he, right, all right. pro center. So, he had a substance abuse problem the night before the game. He goes off on a bender, and he comes back to the hotel, and he's completely out of it. And they had to suspend him. And so the the anchor of your offensive line is no longer there. Yeah, exactly. And and the, I, I what I had heard, and I don't know, maybe I read this correctly or incorrectly, that. What set him off because he had some like depression type stuff. Yeah, he had a major problem with, with bipolar. With bipolar yeah. is um, the game plan changed like the day before. Yeah, Bill Callahan was the offensive coordinator under John Gruden, and he just was overwhelmed. I think, and, and of course, John Gruden knew exactly what Bill Callahan was going to call. That's why they had the five well, picks. That's why he should have. Uh, Bill Callahan should have said, "You know what? That guy knows what I'm going to do. I got to do something yeah, different." You know, these coaches. It's like the, that's what the Jaguars started off. So there's well a last reason week. why some coaches stay as assistants. You know, there are a lot of guys that are assistants that become head coaches and they're not very good. Norv Turner, great assistant coach, yeah. lousy head coach. Gotcha. All right, we're going to cut out here. Yeah. Uh, here's our thoughts for the day. Enjoy your own life without comparing it with that of another," said Marquis de. Condorcet, whoever that is. Okay. I thought that was kind of nice. And that's a tough thing for some people to do. That's true. For most of us. But you're going to like this one. And life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. Ah, I like like that one. one. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Go, team, go. (laughs) 